You're listening to a 1FM podcast. Hey everyone, it's that time of the week again. I've got him on the line. It's Steve. How are you going, Steve? Yeah, very good, Josh. Very good, my G. It's fairly warm here at downtown Northcote. It's about 28 degrees, 29 degrees. It's most unusual for, for what we've had to put up with over the last few months, but it's a pleasant change. Yeah, it's about the same in Shepparton today. It's a Wednesday, but I think the rain's coming back this weekend, which is not good, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, see what happens. But anyway, it's nice to endure a bit of sunshine for a while, I must say. Yeah, well, how you been? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah no worries. We've got a bit of excitement here in the household here because my wife's sons have just returned from overseas, so the two children are very excited to see him. So that's quite an exciting time in the household. So I have told them to try not to make too much noise while we're doing this recording, Josh. Ah, oh, good. Hope they have fun. But who are we talking about today? Well, we've got a very interesting person to talk about today, female Lulu. Ah, Lulu. Yes, I know her. And uh, I think my dad has an interesting story about her. Apparently we're very distantly related to her or something by some sort of marriage or something. But I don't know. My dad sort of talks about that, but I don't know. Well, he may have information that I haven't got and I would be pleased to hear about it at some stage. And you might want to add it to the show before you into it. Yeah, well, I don't know. Something, I think one of her husbands or something used to be married to someone who's like my cousin or something. I don't know. It's sort of weird, but I don't know. I don't think we'll be going to any family reunions anytime in ever. Okay, well, there were two people that she married, one we know and one who might be the person you're talking about, but uh, I didn't have any further information about that, so I think we'll uh, just let that go through to the keeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's better, but Anyway, someone I definitely have heard of, at least, I can say that. Well, that's good. So let's roll. And, well, Lulu was actually born a bit of a mouthful, I might say. Marie MacDonald McLaughlin Laurie on the 3rd of November 1948 in Lennox Town, Stirlingshire in Scotland. She grew up in a place called Deniston, or Dennis Town with the T-O-U-N, not T-O-W-N, Glasgow, with two brothers and a sister. Progress, I didn't find there's not much on her really early life, but when she was 12 or 13, she and her manager, and I thought, well, she was doing well at 12 or 13 to have a manager, actually approached a local band called the Bell Rock, uh, and she was seeking some stage experience and ended up performing with them every Saturday for some interminable time. The group's bass player, Alec, whose name was Alex Thompson, said even at that stage she had a remarkable voice. The name Lulu came from her future manager, whose name was Marion Massey, and she commented, well, and, and I quote, well, all I know is that she's a real Lulu of a kid, unquote. <laughs> okay. It's an interesting way to get your stage name, I must say. Now, in 1964, under Massey's tutelage, she signed with Decca Records, and she recorded Shout, which is way better known as the Johnny O'Keefe version, but she recorded Shout with the credits showing Lulu and the Lovers, L-U-W-V-E-R-S, and that peaked at number seven on the UK charts. Next charting single was a song called Leave a Little Love, which was number eight in the UK in 1965. I didn't have any other information on that in, in any other countries where that finished, but it was eight in the UK. She toured Poland with the Hollies in 1966, and actually that she became the first British female singer to appear live behind the Iron Curtain. Of course, back then, Europe was divided between East and West. Yeah, yeah. She was the first person to appear behind the Iron Curtain, and after she made this appearance in Poland, she then decided to go solo. She left the Decca label and moved to Columbia. 
and had a fellow by the name of Mickey Most producing most of her songs from then on. Next charting song it was in 1967 when it was called The Boat That I Rode, which is actually written by Neil Diamond. And there was a number six in the UK. Not overly successful in Australia. It was a top 50 song in Australia. I'll give you a little bit of discography at this stage. In 1967, we had Let's Pretend, which was 11 in the UK. But interestingly enough, the B-side, everybody knows, is was To Serve With Love. And that was 18 in Australia, one in Canada and one in the US. So I'm amazed at the choices of A and B-sides back then because the stories that we've told many times about the B-side being more successful. And, of course, that was from the movie, which everybody would have heard of. 1968, a song called Me, The Peaceful Heart, reached 9 in the UK and 20 in Australia. I'm a Tiger, 9 in the UK, 9 in Australia and 1 in New Zealand. Boom, bang, a bang, 1969 was 2 in the UK and 15 in Australia. I might add there, boom, bang, bang, there was a version, an Australian version by Anne Hawker, of, and Anne and Johnny Hawker of Cinderella Rockefeller fame. I think that that was quite successful here too. And Oh Me, Oh My, which was 47 in the UK and 33 in Australia. It's actually probably my favourite Lulu song, but it wasn't overly successful. All of these songs, as I said before, produced by Mickey Most. And she made her acting debut in To Serve With Love with Sydney 48 and sang the title song. And it was ranked number one by Billboard for the song of the year. So interestingly enough, the B-side became the number one song of the year. It's quite astonishing. In 1969, Boom Bang A Bang Bang claimed the fame at one of the Eurovision Song Contests, which uh, she performed. This song actually tied with three other songs from the Netherlands Spain and France, but some, for somehow, for some reason, she ended up winning it, even though it was about a four-way tie. Very rare for the UK to win the Eurovision. Well, that's right, and that's why I've mentioned Sandy Shaw uh, before winning it, and Lulu, and I'm not sure whether there's been another winner apart from those two. I hadn't done a check on that. But Did Bucks Fizz win it? I'm not sure. Maybe. I'm, I'm not sure, Josh. You might, someone might want to check that out. She actually didn't like the song, and I think this was Sandy Shaw's scenario with Puppet on the String. I said they neither of them liked the songs that they sang, but Lulu later said she would have sung anything if it had meant success. Just prior to this, she'd married Morris Skipper, of course, of the Bee Gees, and, but this was fairly unsuccessful because his heavy drinking and her career, also moving along at a good rate, forced them apart and they divorced in 1973. Also, there had been a, a short-lived liaison with Davy Jones of the Monkees back in 1967. So Lulu got around a little bit by the look of it. Now, she had several TV series of her own during the 60s and included Lulu's Back in Town, Happening for Lulu, and it's Lulu and Lulu amongst others and now most of these shows were fairly similar in the fact that they it featured music comedy sketches and dance troops and had also one-off specials she recorded a second album in early 1970 and appeared on this is your life in 1972 i'll tell you what josh you're going well if you appear on this is your life at 24 and how did you go at 24 and that's a question i asked a lot of people yeah, would you like to have your life piece at age 24? It's amazing. Yeah, I don't think it'd be that interesting in my life at 24. I'm in the same boat, so <laughs> I think most of us would be. She started at Peter Pan in, in Manchester and also at the London Palladium on stage in 1975, as well as 
had a London-based production of the same from 1987 to early 89. In 1974, she performed the title song of the Bond movie, The Man with the Golden Gun. I'm not 100% sure whether the songs later on have uh, chatted. At that stage, it was the only title song from a Bond movie that failed to make the charts in either the UK or the US. In the same year, she covered, Josh, you might be familiar with these David Bowie songs, The Man Who Sold the World. Yeah, yeah. And, and Watch That Man. She actually covered those two songs in which Bowie, who produced the recordings, was actually playing sax and providing backing vocals. <laughs> Very interesting. And it actually reached number three in the UK. And rumours of a brief affair between the two were actually confirmed in a 2002 autobiography. So she certainly had some liaisons with a couple of well-known people. In 1977, she married a hairdresser whose name was John Frieda, F-R-I-E-D-A, and had one son with him and was divorced in 1991. And also she became interested in a Siddha Yoga, S-I-D-D-H-A, which preaches self-realisation. So she was certainly progressing along in many facets of her life. In August 1979, she was nearly killed in a head-on car crash and hospitalised for a week. And in the same year, she recorded a song on Elton John's label, and this was called I Love to Boogie. And unfortunately, this failed to chart. It also featured on a Lloyd Webber show and damaged her vocal cords, which required surgery. Hmm. Now, do you like this little bit of information, Josh? Pardon me. I thought this was, I thought this was quite interesting. She actually won the Rear of the Year Award in 1983. <laughs> and the Rear of the Year Award was an award which was given to British celebrity with, let's say, an interesting posterior. Originally, it was only awarded to women, so it became fairly sexist back then. But in 1986, I think it was, or later on, they awarded it to a man, and from 1997, it's now been given uh, one award is given to a man and one to a woman. So we kept everything fairly even from that point of view. I don't know whether it's still going, but an interesting award to have. I don't know whether you should be flattered by that or not, to be quite honest. <laughs> on the Jive label, she re recorded Shout in 1986. And this was aided in the UK and followed up with an updated version of Millie Small's My Boy Lollipop, and that failed to chart. She published her first autobiography in 1985 and then basically concentrated on TV, acting and live performances and didn't record anything again until the 90s and also parted with Marion Massey at that stage in 1989 after 25 years being frustrated with Massey's inability to further her recording career. In 1993, she released an album called Independent. The title song from that reached number 11 on the UK chart. In fact, four singles from that album reached the lower parts of the top 50. And you might be familiar with this song, Josh, a song co-written by Lulu with her brother Billy called I Don't Want to Fight. It was an international hit for Tina Turner. And this was actually the name of her second autobiography in 2002. And actually, the song by Tina, this is a very gutsy, strong, powerful song, which I could actually see Lulu singing also. You'll be impressed with this, Josh. I did go further with uh, Lulu's career. A song called Relight My Fire with the group Take That reached oh. number one in the UK and 33 in the US in 1993. 
actually listened to that song and I thought it was quite good. So, so I did move out of the 60s there briefly with well, a 1993 song. Well, Robbie Williams' band, take that. So he would have been involved with that back then. Oh, yes, that's correct. There's a fair bit of the song takes place before she actually comes into it, but it's not a bad song, actually. I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I know that sounds strange, but I did. So I thought I listened to it twice just to prove that I did actually hear it. She also appeared in Absolutely Fabulous. These appearances kept her in the public eye. Other singles were released that failed to chart, but even more impressive you should be with me here, Josh, is that we've got tonight with Ronan Keating in 2002, would you believe, which was the Kenny Rogers and Sheena oh. Ethan hit back in 1983. I, th- I think Bob Seger was the original, wasn't he? Well, was it? Well, you might uh, know better than I do. Yeah. You're showing me up here today because there's that much information on Lulu. I couldn't delve all that deeply into a lot of this stuff. Now, that song actually reached number four in the UK charts, and I must say, I think it's an excellent song. In fact, I'm going to feature that with one of her recordings later on. So I thought it was a very, very good song. TV special in, in the same year in 2002 saw her reunited with, with her ex Morris Gibb for a live performance with the Bee Gees hit of the 1st of May. Now she went on a UK wide tour celebrating 40 years in showbiz, recorded more albums, appeared on TV and radio, promoted beauty products and featured in an advertising campaign encouraging people with Scottish heritage to return to Scotland. So they must have all left and dad and come back. I don't know what happened there. And this is something I thought you might be interested in too. I know we don't talk politics on this segment and that's fair enough. But politically, she supported Margaret Thatcher and then Barack Obama. And I thought that was two interesting people. I thought may probably had fairly conflicting views, but that she supported them both. So there you go. Okay, interesting. In 2010, she was hosting and performing in TV shows and opened, this is a bit of a contrast, opened the closing ceremony of the Glasgow Commonwealth Games. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, it's in Scotland. That's right, yeah. In 2000, she was awarded an OBE and a CBE in 2021 for services to music, entertainment and charities. She had eight movie appearances, and I didn't list these. I just invited the listeners to check them out for her, themselves and recorded for 11 different record labels in her lifetime. I've written down here, she's a quintessential entertainer and versatility, very much a strong point. So, Josh, after that, fairly lengthy, I'm aware of a person who's packed a lot into her life, obviously. My first choice song for Lulu is Oh Me, Oh My. And here it is now, Lulu, my distant cousin, Oh Me, Oh My. And yeah, it's a nice uh, song. I think pretty popular back then, wasn't she? Certainly was. Josh, I don't know whether you wanted to uh, add anything to the little story that you might have uh, mentioned to me before we started our segment about a certain uh, marriage that Lulu had. Uh, Well, I don't actually know. Uh, Something my dad always talks about, how we're distantly related to Lulu, and then he sort of goes that she was married to Maurice Gibbs. So we're distantly related in the Bee Gees, but that's even more obscure. I'll do it next week because I'll have to check out the details. (laughs) I'm not even sure. Yeah, right, okay. It's one of my dad's stories that I sort of glaze over every time he talks about, so... (laughs) <laughs> just sort of, but uh, something there, something along the lines, very distantly related to Lulu. Well, well, well now that we've actually done Lulu, we probably the, the story becomes relevant, Josh. So perhaps you might want to uh, might yeah. check that out anyway. Well, it's it's my marriage, so it'll be 
very obscure somewhere along the line, but yeah. Okay. Now, the other choice is Josh. I could have picked six or seven here, but I think we should do To Sir With Love because I think most people relate Lulu to that particular song. I'm a Tiger. I'll be very happy to have that one. And I think we'll have the Ronan Keating one. We've got tonight an excellent duet. I'm most impressed with the song. And probably with apologies to a couple of the other songs, Boom, Bang, 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 The Boat That I Rose and Relight My Fire. But you can't have them all. But those first ones that I mentioned are the ones I think we'll go with. Well, you actually know a song in the 21st century. That's amazing. Now, you're going to be treading very carefully there, my boy. I'll probably have to do a few more of these because some of these people keep on recording for about seven or eight decades and yeah. some of them do go into the 2000s, so and there could be more of the same. Okay, well, there we go. Thanks, Steve. It's a good one. My dad will definitely enjoy this one, I know. Yeah, well, I think... Lulu's an outstanding performer in many facets and certainly deserves her place in our little segment and very pleased to do that one, I must admit. So to you and the listeners, Josh, stay healthy, stay warm, don't get too wet and we'll see you all next week. Yes, same to you. Take care. All the best down there. All the best. And talk to you next week. Gotcha, mate. Thanks. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.